social media in the pet community is something that can be both good and bad. And that's what we're going to be talking about on this week's episode. We're going to talk about some of the good things that social media has brought when it comes to the pet community, but also some of the bad and some of the really bad things that it's brought. So let's go ahead and dive into this one next. Hey, everybody, welcome to this week's Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast episode. And like you heard in the intro, we are going to be talking about social media and the impact it has been having on the pet world, more importantly, the dog world, because that is what this podcast is about, dogs. I am your host, Jake, from OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. You can go there, check it out. We're putting courses up. We're putting mini courses up. We're going to be starting to put webinars up. It's a really good online place to go for information, and it's going to be growing and building, and we'd like you to be there while it does that. So check out OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. You can subscribe to our email list where we will send you updates, whether it's sales or updates on new courses or webinars or whatever that might be launching. We don't bombard you with tons and tons and tons of emails because we understand that can be awfully annoying. I've never liked it and I don't want to do it to you guys. So so I promise we won't bombard you with a bunch of emails, but you can certainly check out ondogtrainingacademy.com. There'll be a link to that in the description of this week's podcast and any other one you watch from here on out and from before. Also, you can check out our On Dog Training Academy Facebook page, as well as the Learn, Laugh, Bark Facebook page. On there, you'll be able to give us input on what you'd like us to talk about. I love doing podcast episodes about things that interest you. And so if there's something that I haven't covered yet that you would like me to cover, by all means, comment in there. I have a thread going, and I just want you to Put your idea in there, and if it's something I feel like I can do, I will absolutely do it. I'm here to help you guys out, and so I want to make sure that uh, I'm covering things that are interesting and helpful to you. So, with that being said, we are going to just talk about the big one. Well, I call it the big one, but I mean, I think people have feelings about social media. I feel like we have everybody has feelings about social media. Personally, for me, it's one of those things that. At this point, sadly, I don't know if I can live without. Not like I'm addicted or anything, but like our businesses run through it, everything. There's this this unfortunate um, need for it. But at the same time, I look at social media as something that can also be very toxic and dangerous to use. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today when it comes to the dog world. I'm going to talk about the good things that social media, your Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all that stuff brings to um, the dog community, but I'm also going to touch on some some negative, some bad ones, and some real bad ones that I'm seeing, and trends I'm seeing that we need to put a stop to, and we have to stop now. So let's just talk about the good ones. Let's start on a good note. I don't want to dive right into this dark crap and start, like, oh, well, here's the bad stuff about you know social media, you should never do it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about some good things that social media has brought to us, or brought forward to us. And we're going to start with rescues. What I have found is is either, A, there's more rescues out there now because of social media, because it's so much easier now 
to, I don't know if it's called advertising or just putting up descriptions of whatever, but it's easy. I'll just call it advertising for the sake of talking. Um, it's really easier to put, to advertise these, these rescue dogs now because you're able to, you're able to, to do it right on Facebook. You can take a picture of the dog, post it right up there. And to me, that's, that's fantastic. That is great because now you're not having to manage necessarily a big website, trying to put pictures up. Maybe you have to hire someone to take care of it. That costs money. And, and, you know, we have websites. And so we understand sometimes it can be a little difficult to manage it and then try to do your job and everything. And it's just so much easier to use social media to put out the dogs that you're trying to find homes for. So I think that's actually a really good thing. The other thing I think that's really nice about this, and this will go into a lot of different categories, is rescues are able to get out more information. Uh, adoption days and, and and little things like that, that's going to draw faster uh, uh, draw faster interest as opposed to like having to put a commercial out there or a newspaper ad. Again, that stuff costs money, and they can just basically build their following of people and then post on their page, and then people share it, and you're getting a bunch of free publicity or publicity. You're getting a bunch of free ads and stuff, and it's going to help put more dogs in homes, which I think is absolutely important. We need to continue to make sure that we have um, homes for dogs, obviously. And so, so I think this has really helped things. Now, the next one then is I kind of lump these all together. It's the breeders of the world, the groomers, trainers, basically anybody that's in the pet industry, um, boarding facilities, daycare facilities, everything. What what Facebook, what social media, I should say, in as a whole has done is it's allowed them to showcase what they're about. So not only is this beneficial to them because they can say, hey, you know, like a breeder can say. Here's our lines. Here's the here's here's the pedigree. Here's a bunch of pictures, and they're updating their pictures more often. This is the same for all of these. They're able to put up more current pictures. Sometimes websites uh, get forgotten a little bit, and all of a sudden you haven't updated it because it's not as easy. You haven't updated your pictures and stuff on your website, and people are looking for more current stuff. Well, that's social media. You can post daily, weekly, whatever of the dogs, puppies getting puppies growing up or the dogs working or like for groomers, you can, you can pop up, uh, um, you know, projects you've done with certain dogs and how great they looked, you know, the befores and afters and all that. And you'll be able to see reviews from people. You'll be able to see comments from people. It's all just right there and really easy. And I feel like not only, like I mentioned, is that good for them because it's drumming up more business. It's getting people more interested, but it's also giving you a more informed look into that business. They're posting pictures, and you're seeing their play groups. You're seeing their the, how they cut the dogs. You're seeing the training they're doing with the dogs. It helps you build a trust in the company that you're about to spend potentially a lot of money and bringing your dog to, and it makes you feel better because you've been following them. I know a lot of people will follow a trainer, a group, a groomer, a breeder, whatever, for a while before they go, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm comfortable now. I'm going to send my dog there. And so I think this is really great for them and for you. It's it's allowing them more business, but it's giving you more inf- information and more informed, making a more informed decision, which is always an extremely important thing. The next one I'm going to talk about, I think this one's actually huge when it comes to the good of social media. Obviously, there can be bad apples in this. And, and as an asterisk to this or as a, as a, as a comment to this, Anything you're doing on social media, anything you're reading, whatever, you need to take it with a grain of salt. You need to understand this person isn't necessarily 
Or is this person trying to just say negative stuff because they don't like the people? Like, what's going on? But in my opinion, the next one I say is big. Support groups. So when we've done behavior cases and behavior modification cases in the past, we find a, the common thing we find is that people feel alone. They feel like their dog doesn't, their dog is unique. And to be true, to be honest with you guys, your dog probably isn't as unique. That problem you're dealing with isn't as unique as you would think. There are people all over the world that are dealing with these same issues with their dogs. They're in the same boat you are, or maybe they've gotten through it. So these support groups, like you can get into these support groups of like separation anxiety with dogs or fear aggression or whatever. You basically can take any issue you are having with your dog, type it into uh, any social media thing, and you're going to get groups for that issue. And it, it makes people feel like you're not alone. You have the support group there. And again, there's good apples and bad apples in there. Of course, it's social media. Everybody knows you have to just deal with it. But you're gonna able, you'll be able to see tips and tricks and things that have worked for people. And it gives you this sense of like hope. Like, okay, well, I've seen it. It's, someone's been able to, to work their dog through it. Now, this isn't a replacement for hiring professionals because I do think every dog, um, every dog's situation, uh, there needs to be tweaks and things to the training of it to make sure it works exactly for that dog. But this is a great way to get out there and talk and vent and, and just understand you're not alone. You've got this. You can do it. And these people, are, a lot of these people are here to help you. So the next one then is another big one. This is the lost uh, lost pets. So if you're on Facebook or, well, I, I'm on Facebook a lot more probably than anything else. I'm a little bit older, I guess. Crap. And so TikTok's not really my thing. And Instagram I'll do fine, sure. But Facebook obviously was something I got into early and it's just what I've stuck with. But if you go onto like Facebook and you search you know, wherever you live, say you live in Iowa, lost dogs of Iowa, or let's say you live in a specific county, lost dogs of whatever county that is, or even that city, you're going to find Facebook groups that are devoted to uh, having people post up when when a dog goes missing or they find a dog. And so what I think this is leading to is dogs getting brought back home. And they're not, we're not losing dogs as much. Now, one thing it has really brought to my attention is people lose their dogs a lot. Holy cow, dogs run off. I think we need to be better at managing our dogs for sure. Like people's dogs are running off way too much, I think. Um, And I've done a previous episode on 4th of July. That's a big runoff day where dogs get scared and they run away. So being proactive with a lot of our stuff is important. But what I think is really good is people when they lose dogs are quick to go to social media to say, hey, have you seen my dog? People who find a dog are quick to go to social media to go, hey, I found this dog. And so, and you dog, cat, bird, whatever. But so I think this is really good in the sense that it's helping us get dogs home, get animals home back to their people faster. Um, and and even if you're not able to catch the dog, you can take a picture or you can put a thing up saying, hey, I saw it. And it's, it's the, the pro and con of social media is that you can get a lot of instant results where you can say you can get a post and say I just saw that dog over there and you can go over there and get your dog faster because you just knew the area it was in same time you know getting that instant gratification obviously can be a little unhealthy the other thing then is just training advice in general now I will say as a negative and we'll talk about a bunch of negatives here in a little bit or in a second here well not a bunch there's like three or four of them but as a negative everybody thinks they're a trainer 
On social media, everybody thinks they're a trainer. I've owned dogs before, so I know what I'm doing. It takes more than that to be a trainer. So when you are taking training advice, you want to make sure it kind of matches up with maybe some stuff you've read or maybe... um, you know, like I said, you should still be consulting with another with with an actual trainer. Um, but just because somebody has raised dogs their whole life doesn't make them a trainer. It makes them a dog owner. And so we need to make sure that we're being careful. But you are also able to get some decent tricks and training advice on social media as well. You know, so that's always nice. And then, like I said, the last one would be fast answers. So being able to get results quick, whether it's trying to locate your dog or locate the owner of a dog or if you're... If you're running into a problem with your dog, with training, with whatever, um, even products and stuff, you can you can go to specific product pages and look and be like, oh, here's a bunch of people commenting how awesome it is or how not awesome it is. And it allows you to make informed decisions, again, like I mentioned before, on if this is going to be something right for you. Now, yes, there is Amazon, there's Google, you can look at reviews, but I just feel like social media tends to have a lot more reviews on there. And like I said, it's just really quick to get. So now, let's go ahead and talk about the bads. And to be honest with you guys, when I first thought about uh, coming up with with this podcast episode about social media, I was going to focus solely on the bad and how how social media is ruining dogs. And we'll talk about that in a second. But when I started doing research on this, I actually started to realize, you know what? Social media does have a good place in the dog community, in in the pet industry, in the pet world. Um, but with the good, obviously comes the bad and I'm seeing the bad as something that's really bad. And so let's go ahead and talk about that. So the bad, well, we talked about the good with breeders. Let's talk about the bad with breeders now, because you're not having to pay for advertisements. You can just basically go on to a, a Facebook page or something that's, you know, where you're able to list puppies for sale or whatever, and you're able to just put them on there. So everyone's becoming breeders now. This might go. This was a, one of my first podcast episodes I ever put out when I talked about selecting a dog for you, and I said make sure you research your breeders. Well, this is very important because now there's a lot more breeders out there breeding dogs that maybe shouldn't be, probably shouldn't be bred, whether it's health or behavior reasons, and they're posting these cute pictures of them, and then the dogs are getting sold super fast because they're probably selling them at a discount because honestly they don't care. They're just out there to make money. As you can see, that's sort of a ranty topic for me anyways so you just want to be careful when you're when you are looking so you want to research breeders still do your research for breeders don't look for just cute pictures but breeders are definitely a red flag because there's just more of them there's more breeders and a lot of them are great but a lot of them are also very irresponsible and are just breeding for money and and really aren't putting the health work or understanding what they're breeding together they're just looking to breed cute dogs together to sell cute dogs to make money the other one then like i mentioned before would be bad advice i i talked about that before i'll just mention it quick again bad advice is is all over facebook no matter what you know you you could be you could be looking at diets you could be not for your dog you'd be looking at diets for you you could be looking at um you could be looking at at politics oh lord politics on social media good lord you could look at a lot of different things and you can see some really good advice and you can see some absolute terrible garbage level advice and that's what you need to be careful of 
the advice you're getting needs to make sense to you and be comfortable for you to be able to apply. Don't just don't go don't just listen to someone who's like, "Well, I just hit my dog in the face with a 2 by 4 and that fixed him and he stopped trying to run away from me." And then you go, "Well, I want my dog to not run away from me, so maybe I should try hitting him in the face with a 2 by 4 I can promise you that is terrible advice and you should not follow that. But the problem is is that Everybody's a professional, so they're going to be giving some advice out there, and some of it's going to not be great. So just be careful. Read stuff. Take it in. But remember, when you're reading something, that doesn't mean you have to apply it. You can read it and go, eh, what else do we have? If it doesn't sit well with you, it's probably not going to be good advice. Now let's talk about the last one. The last one to me is the reason this whole episode was created. I'm sitting at home, and I'm watching, there's a TV show um, or a channel called Laugh Factory. And what they do is they pull videos off of social media, YouTube, whatever. They pull that video off of there, and then they they put it on TV, and it's supposed to be funny. Now, you know, people riding their bikes and falling over or doing whatever. Yeah, that stuff's funny because it's self-inflicted. You're being stupid, whatever. But what really starts to irk me is when I start to see posts now of, like, animals dogs like you see the dog who's guarding an object you see and the people are trying to reach for it and the dog snarling and they think it's hilarious or you see the dog playing keep away or you just see these bad behaviors um like you see a dog who's who's staring at like a tennis ball on top of a fridge and they're sitting there jumping for it like obsessively like to a point where it's just looks totally unhealthy I, i mean i think a dog trying to jump to up to the top of a of a uh fridge is definitely unhealthy to begin with but you see a dog doing this and instead of trying to fix the behavior or correct the behavior the the thought is then well i'm going to grab my phone i'm going to film this and then i'm going to put it on social media because people will laugh people will like it and then i feel good about myself because i have a bunch of likes and, and followings or whatever the heck you're looking for the problem is is you are creating issues with your dog that are going to be bad like there's a really popular video on this Laugh Factory um, um, TV sh- channel of a beagle who pulls a chair over, jumps up onto a counter, goes over, gets into the cupboard, and eats a bunch of crap in the in the cupboard. And the whole time the owner's videoing this, like snuck around and videoed it. So what they're doing is they're teaching this behavior. They're allowing this behavior because, well, it's funny. Well, it's funny until the dog gets its head stuck in a bag or it eats something inappropriate. And now you're videoing it, so you're there, you're present. But what's going to happen when you're not there? What happens if the dog eats something inappropriate? What happens if if something happens where the dog falls? The dog falls off the counter, hurts itself. Like, it's just stupid. And, and I, I mean this with, with all, res- all due respect. You're stupid if you're going to sit there and video behaviors that you don't like because you think it's funny and it's going to get you clicks. It's going to get you likes. The only thing you're doing is you're harming your dog and your relationship with your dog because then those people are going to contact a trainer and go, my dog tries to bite me every time I I feed it or every time I'm around it and it has something it likes. I don't know what's going on. If you dive into their social media, you'll probably see a video of them rewarding that by laughing at it and recording it and and dicking with the dog and to me it's absolutely insane uh, what people are willing to do for following and for likes like everyone just is obsessed with with a bunch of likes now not to say I'm, i'm guilty of this slightly but it's again i post things on social media that are going to be either informative 
or funny, but it's never going to be a beha- a bad behavior for a dog or, or something that's going to affect a different being. It's always just like, hey, look at my dog did this trial and did really good, or hey, look at me, I did this thing, I fell, whatever, it's funny, but it's not me affecting the life of the animal, and that's all you're doing, because these behaviors you're teaching, you may get to a point, let's just say 20%, or even let's go lower than that, 10% of the videos that you see on Facebook or on social media, let's say those dogs, those habits those dogs develop become bad enough they have to be rehomed. That's a giant amount of dogs. You could even go down to as much as 1% of that, and that's still a giant amount of dogs when we could be proactive and we could be working on these behaviors, but we choose to film it instead of, of work on it, and I think that's absolutely ridiculous. We need to stop that. That needs to absolutely end because it is damaging dogs so much, all for the all for the sake of, of clicks and likes and, and, and feeling good about ourselves, so we need to stop that. This isn't something new, though, if you think about it. Like, America's Funniest Home Video. Bob Saget started this whole thing. So I think we should all just, like, hashtag blame Bob. Bob Saget is the the reason this all started. I'm joking. But Funniest Home Video was the same way. People would record the stupidest things. And, and, you know, that was funny. But then you get to things with their dogs and their animals. And these animals are doing... These animals aren't doing these behaviors to be funny. They're doing these behaviors to warn you, but we're sitting there laughing about it, you know, we're laughing that the dog is lunging at us, trying to bite us, we laugh that the dog is, is, is putting themselves or us in danger, you know, or we laugh, here's the, even a worse one, we're laughing because our child, and obviously I don't have a child, but you're laughing because your child is climbing all over this dog, and you can see it, you can clearly, as a dog person, you can see this dog is holding it in, and is uncomfortable, but it's cute that my little kid is crawling all over my dog, oh, look at this, and then you get a call a month or two later that the dog bit the kid, and they have to rehome it, or they need help working on it, well, if you would have spent time, you know, teaching your dog and your kid how to appropriately interact with each other, instead of picking up the camera and videoing something that was potentially dangerous, the situation could have been uh, kept away. So anyways, so that last one, yeah, that's definitely a doozy. This is something we need to absolutely think about. We cannot be subjecting our dogs to bad behaviors for the sake of videoing likes and, and thumbs up and heart emojis and whatever the heck else people yearn for in the social media world. So just stop that. Stop that. Here's here's better advice. Teach your dog some really cool stuff. Post that. Post that because that to me is more impressive. Post a picture of a dog going and like like with, with our dog Luda. If I tell him blanket, he'll run over, grab the blanket, bring it back to us. Or if I tell him remote, he'll go and obsessively sometimes grab the remote and bring it back to us. Those are the things you should be teaching your dog and you should be filming because that's impressive. It's slightly funny. And it's, it's good all around as opposed to affecting the dog and affecting behavior. So stop that stuff. Post good videos, not crappy videos. So anyways, guys, that is my rant. That is all I have for this episode. Hopefully you guys learned something. Like I mentioned, check out ondogtrainingacademy.com. Check out the Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast. Check out our, our On Dog Training Academy Facebook page as well. You guys can, can share this with your friends, family. Let's build this up. Like I've mentioned before, I want this to be out there, to be informative to people um, and, and help you with your dogs. So please make sure you are sharing this with friends and family, people you like, even people you don't like, because we should all have 
awesome relationships with our dogs. And, and it doesn't matter if I like you or don't like you. I want you to like your dog and your dog to like you. So thank you guys for listening this week. And like always, we'll see you in the next episode.